0: You're listening to the Gen Zen Broadcasting System.
1: You're listening to 40 something podcast, Valley and the Vig. Now, here are your hosts, Silicon Steve Valley and the Vig. 40
0: something podcast, back live. And we are within a month and a half of Summer Camp Music Festival. We have are getting our sea legs about as big was all over Colorado the last week and a half. And, Vig, how are you doing? You seem energized, out and about. Life is good, and we are coming down to some very precious moments before Summer Camp Music Festival, 40-something podcast in full effect. How are you feeling, brother?
2: Feeling good. And was out and about uh, this weekend, Friday night, one of the one of the first shows I think actual conscience thrown at Denver's Sculpture Park downtown was Goose doing two nights, the ninth and the tenth. I tell you what, you should definitely see this band live. They're phenomenal. They're very fresh, um, among other things. Uh, they played a ninth nice lengthy first set with the Yeti, great song by them. The second set was uh, had the In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Uh, into what? several of their other French favorites. yeah, great. great band, a great show. I don't I don't know how last night went. Saturday night. I was not there. I was just at a private cookout last night, but um, they played last night also. I'd say the band was great. The way throwing shows down there, if you don't actually ever see a show down there, I wouldn't I wouldn't be worried about it. Uh, I don't think it's anything to get out of bed for really, but nice to be out and about. definitely packed in there. I've definitely realizing on the
0: other side of this, I'm not sure how much I like people in my face. <laughs> well, we touched on it about when we did our Peach review this past week, that it does seem that people are a little more harsh, people are a little bit more sensitive. And what happened with you? We talked about the guy who just for blatantly just started fucking with this dude on the phone. Oh, like Peach, like, right. And he was, again, was way away from the stage, Had was not one of those people who are like, hey, I'm at the concert now, the band, I'm like third row deep. Was not that case. The kid was way away from everything. And this borderline boomer, probably a Gen Xer, was just yelling at this kid. And it was just like, why are you fucking with this dude right now? He's clearly distressed. What was your situation this weekend? So second
2: set. So, first of all, the way this venue is rolled out, we have like rolling hills, you know, right leading up to the stage. So the sight lines are all kind kind of wonky. And you can actually be standing sideways watching the bandit. And uh, we, we get to the, to the, it's like set break, right? And um, we we just go get some group of, we find some open space, but it was in kind of a crowded group there. Apparently people had like left to get drinks and food came back and then we were there. So there was kind of like, ah, oh, that was like that initial, like, wait a minute, now there's all these people here, you know? So it, you know they they were kind of ticked off. You know, and it gets to the, the like the start of the show and everything. And she's like, all of a sudden, I hear this:
1: "What the fuck is this shit? Just we're in front. Are you gonna put up with this shit?
0: What the fuck?"
2: You know, like whoa! So like I was standing, I was standing in front of somebody, and I took their sight line from them. Um, so instead of just adjusting, or maybe even just tapping me on the shoulder and maybe asking me to move a little bit, I probably would have. She never said anything. She just stood there and talked shit on me with her boyfriend the whole time. trying to get her boyfriend to say something to me, but her boyfriend wouldn't say anything to me. And this actually brings up probably a bigger issue maybe that goes on. So what what is, what is territorial? What is territory? What is space? What is an invasion? What is not? I mean, isn't it all kind of a free go? And so I saw several places where maybe I could have moved if she would have just asked me, or she could have actually moved. But instead – she just sat there and bitched about me the whole time. And I feel like we have a very victimized group here on the other side of this. And honestly, I kind of think all of this is overrated, which has really prevented me from getting my summer ticket already. Because I kind of think on the other side of this, a lot of this is just overrated. I've, I've seen a lot of this anyway. It was a lot better back then.
0: First of all, uh, 100%. I was actually just referring. And by the way, let's let's bring in the beautiful and amazing, talented Kelly Williams from the Kelly Williams Underground Sound Studio.
1: Yes, coming from you from the Underground
0: Sound Studio. So Kelly. 40 something podcast. 40 something podcast. The whole crew is here. And we're going to do a little bit of a summer camp preview, but we wanted to get into this concert etiquette. That's what we're going to talk about here. And Kelly, you have a story, too. We're going to get into that in a little bit. So to be clear, set break. There was a bunch of open spaces. This is a general admission show. There are no assigned seating. It is, you can make the argument, it is very much akin to if you leave a festival or you leave an area that you're coming right back to and someone takes your parking spot, are you going to be pissed off? Initially, Vig, I would have said, oh, I'll just move. But that passive-aggressive bullshit, and you know, if she was like this, you know her fucking boyfriend got an earful after that show. You know. Why didn't you fucking say anything? Why didn't you fucking do anything? Fuck you! You know, she was probably half in the bag because she wouldn't be acting like that anyway. And we could go a lot of different ways with this. Is it Were they younger? Are they millennials? Are millennials unable to be, to have the etiquette of just simply saying, hey, do you mind doing that? Because we... At Peach Fest, we're turned to, we were told to turn down some really aggressive Ani DeFranco music. <laughs> <laughs> on uh, our, yes. On our PA system, but they were very friendly. They're like, Excuse me, do you mind turning that down? You know.
1: But it's when, not you know. me. I don't want to be the dick.
0: <laughs> so, but. No, so the question for you, Vig, is that they were, are just people more sensitive and pussies now? Is that what we're
2: so? Doing? So she was really. I could hear the whole thing behind me, and it's like actually remarkable how my selective hearing has gotten on the other side. Is so because it comes from like doing a lot of this over the last eight months. So now I'm just like zoned in on what people are saying all around me in crowds. You know, so I could hear him going back and forth, and she he, he wasn't going to say anything. He's like, I'm having a way too good a time, baby. Like it's just not worth it. You know, it's really crowded in here. And it all were really good points. Like, what what are you gonna to say to somebody at a sold-out show? So, first of all, with this show at Goose, it was tickets went on sale, they sold out really within a half hour. Okay. Then a couple of weeks ago, they did a re-release. So you know that was beyond sold out, and it was. So we were all packed in there. What what is like, and then you have this hilly sightlined askew type view there. What what are you gonna say? What what am I not am I not free to run or like you know? Honestly, I kind of feel like it's, it's like, it goes back to these, like the mask wearing and everything and like how we were just like put down for so long, suppressed, isolated. Now we're out and about, get out of my way. I've I kind of yeah. had that a little bit. Another, another story I had too, is just, this girl wanted to make out with her boyfriend. This is when I was in the back a little bit before I moved up for a set girl, wanted to make out with her boyfriend. Boyfriend was kind of like, yeah, hey, you know, because like, and she's like, oh, fuck them to like, somebody about standing right behind I'm like, Okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, man. Make out with your girl if you want to. I don't care. I only pay forty bucks to see the show. Didn't pay forty
0: bucks to see you make out with your girlfriend. Well, time out. Well, now what's the, what's the major difference between you in the short girl's way and these two, this couple being in your way? Which one is you know what I mean? I mean, you, okay. don't have to, you don't have to watch them make out. You could pay attention.
2: Sure. The difference was is that they still did it anyways. And secondly, I didn't say anything the whole time. I didn't even talk shit to my friend. Never brought it up to any one of my friends at all. Just, hey, I'm at the show. This is but the so breaking can- news.
0: This is breaking news yeah. the first time. Yeah.
2: Breaking news. Not, you know, we're not in our living room anymore. And honestly, I really think we could have came to a resolution there. Um, cause I was kind of feeling the bad juju and it was actually all around me. The rest of their crew was saying the same thing, but they would just say it to each other all around, all around me. I'm like, I can tell my I totally hear them talking shit on me. You know, it's like, and I'm just like, man, how, how much, how much do I like, you know, so this is like the second, this is definitely the second show for me. widespread panic sold out once again, Saturday night at Red Rocks is my first one, my first one back. And honestly, man, I'm, I'm really not that impressed. I'm impressed by the music. The music is phenomenal. But I'm not impressed by the crowds at all, and I'm actually not feeling,
0: the, not feeling the energy, not feeling the vibe. Now, the question is, is it, I mean, yeah, people are riled up. There's a different vibe right now. It's kind of akin to, have you ever saw the Transformers when Optimus Prime gets killed? Or, or I'm sorry, Optimus Prime comes back they all got sprayed with this like red shit and they all like turned on each other and just were much angrier. And so Optimus Prime. That. Yeah. If anyone remembers an that, one. Uh, us in our forties. Yeah, yeah. Geriatric
2: millennials or zenials. We always keep coming back with that. We, we played with light bright. Okay.
0: Not smartphones. <laughs> so, but I don't know if this is just, I, I have a, I have another theory. Umphreys fans and Goose fans, let's be honest, are fucking, by and large, dickheads. Right? I
2: agree. I agree. They go yes, and they go hand in
0: hand. Yeah. And they, they're the same people, Literally. same kind of vibe, these entitled, bro, douchey fucking jerk-offs who I warned the scene about back in 2008, 2009. I coined the phrase, douche McGee's. Well, the douche McGee's have won. They are taking over the Umphreys crowd. And I don't even know if Goose ever had a decent crowd. So I don't know. But it's the same vermin scumbag that I really don't want to have any love for. It's like high-class, bougie Disco Biscuit fans. And at least Disco Biscuit fans have a heart. They might be crude and like four on the floor more than others. But, hey, at least they, they, they have some reality to them and they're not entitled little bitches. So that's my vibe. And, I, and now, to parlay that... Kelly Williams, why don't you tell us a story at your very, very first Umphreys McGee show in Penn's Peak? Beautiful oh. segue, Vig. Did you like that? Yeah,
1: I did. Penn's Peak. Uh, that was an interesting night. Um, I was close to the rail. I was probably about two to three feet from this, this chick who tried to headbutt me because I was in her space and apparently she goes to every show because I've seen her at other shows and she's always in the same spot on the same rail just banging her head around but she tried to uh, headbutt me um, which wasn't very so we backed up a little bit and so then there was some exchange of fluids
0: (laughs) yeah I don't really want to I don't remember that night I was high on cocaine, acid, molly and (laughs) booze Oh, and great. probably mushrooms. So I don't remember anything about that night. Foolish it was a high day. <laughs> Never miss a Sunday show. And by the way, this is way pre-pandemic. This is uh early 2017.
1: Right. Um, and then there was a time in, in Brooklyn at the Umbowl, or not the Umbowl, but uh Brooklyn Bowl. Uh four feet from this big burly fish fan who had a fish hat on. Um turns to TJ's like your girl's invading my space, man. Okay. We left, ended up in VIP. <laughs>
0: yeah. So there's an aggressive, so I don't know if this is akin to just post-pandemic. I think Goose vibes and Umphreys vibes have always had a little bit of a fuck you edge to them. And I'm sure. going to be honest. And by the way, I, I have a lot of beautiful, loving friends that I are in the Umphreys crowd. But, the, but if you're a douche McGee, I'll call you out and tell you you're a douche McGee. I don't really think I hang out with any of the douche McGees. But yeah. I, do you remember that? Remember the Vermont run? Oh, absolutely. 2009. So it Vermont run, and then we went right into the Vicks Theater,
2: December 29th, 2009, which was absolutely sick show. Nothing too fancy from that night it was unbelievable. Uh, they did, did a police cover, I believe, too. Uh, so I really kind of was feeling it there at the end. So, also at higher ground ballroom, but, but obviously that was just a that was a historic run for us, just like from within our when our group. Uh, but
0: God rest Wild Wildman's soul. God bless him. <laughs> Josh Wildman. I'm serious about that.
2: Yeah, so we were, you know, so we were, yes, yeah, so that was at Vermont Run. And also, then there was the Vic Theater. I just keep going back to the Vic Theater because there was actually piss coming out of the men's room because of the trough-type thing, thing that you pissed in just was uh, leaking out of the hallway. And I was like, is this how you guys do it here? And the one guy goes, suck it up, bitch.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, that was a sludge-and-death night, actually. And and by the way, you can sh- – and that's that's what I'm saying. So when Fish really started – come, they, they made their big comeback – Fish really started getting into their own in 2010, 2011, and a lot of people who really fell in love with Umphrey's because of that shitty fucking jerk off crowd that you guys created, they went back to Fish, and then Fish became their brother. Eric Ne. Uh, he was the he was like, dude, you're you're the future of the Umphrey's crowd. We need people like you. Well, he got tired of the fucking douchebags, and he fucking bounced and went to Fish. Good people yeah. is a the good people is a big reason why I loved Humphreys McGee. It's a good reason why I still love string cheese. And it's a good reason why I love fish. The people and friends you meet. But there's not an appealing crowd right now in the Humphreys, young, the younger Humphreys crowd. And then, by the way, that's why we're getting stupid fucking covers all the time now.
2: <laughs> oh, the, this must be the place.
0: Which actually is a very good cover. Oh, I love. That. I'm not shitting on that. I'm talking about yeah. like do these pop fucking covers, and they they do great covers. I don't want to shit on Humphreys. They do such great covers. I by the way, again, with any time I'm critical of Humphreys, or you are even critical, Vig, it's out of love. We love this band. They we've seen this band a lot. Vig, you've seen them a hell of a lot more than I have. I believe. How many shows have you at? i'm at 110 wow are you serious i'm at 110 oh really I, yeah Where oh, I my 110th up. show is peach fest yeah. nice the vegan valley neck and neck with up shows you remember you were a lot you were a lot more ahead of me at one time well you were a good 12 shows ahead of me i think at one point well you fucking live in denver and they play denver like 17 times a year so yes it was like six times a year yeah at one but point. still it's like backyard okay. shit i'm like mm-hmm. all right baby we have to plan a day to asbury park or all right baby we have to plan a day you know we are going to be at humble which is taking place in october so 40 something podcast will be represented there yeah kelly williams thank you for joining us uh we so vig you had a story about tinder what is going on with tinder oh no kind of a kind of it
2: just goes to show you that uh you know we we may be out of the woods here from what we're looking at from a pandemic point of view but the the world is very torn right now uh so just another interesting story to kind of put on the show today as we kind of introspectively you know go into the post-pandemic era um so with tinder now you can match with girls all over the world you know if you you can actually disable it, but they still somehow get in there, you know. So Matt woke up to a match this morning. It was a, a girl in the Ukraine. And so I said, oh, hey, hey, Daria, how, how are you? You know, how, how's it going? And she goes, not good, not good at all. And I said, oh, <laughs> I hear that. Uh, you know, she was, I haven't eaten for two days. I can't find, there's no food in the home. I haven't eaten for two days. And she says, then... I asked, left-wing, I asked left-wing men for food on, from the online store, and they asked me for nude pictures. So I say to myself, you know what? I'll just go hungry. And I said, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, I, I've actually heard that, that Ukraine is occupied and the virus has gotten much worse there. And she goes, out of nowhere, she goes, Sorry, sorry, I did not ask them for a penny, I swear.
0: Uh, That's a bot. Okay. That's a bot, homie. (laughs) That's a fucking bot.
2: (laughs) He's trying to scam you. Are getting smarter or what? But it's just kind of just like, it's it's just like, yeah, so get ready for that. Get ready for the artificial intelligence, too, on the other side of this.
0: Oh, my God. I've, I've already been tempted. And it's just, it's incredible. Sex sells. You know, women sell pussy cells. It's 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 the old age fact. And so, what's the best way to get lonely, horny men who are on Tinder? Not oh, wait, not all of them, but a lot of them are on Tinder. They're trying to get laid. Let's be clear about that. Guys go on this. Yes, we want a relationship and want the perfect girl, but we also want interaction with a female. When you can define that in any which way you want, or a male, whichever one which, you know, whatever you're you're fishing for. That's the reality in terms of dudes. In my experience, being one and also knowing how men think, that's my opinion. So what's a good way to con people? Okay. Go after the seven deadly sins. That's how people are going to make money off of it. That's how people are going to make money. They're going to go after your seven sins. And if that why is one of those seven seven deadly sins, and I'm not trying to get Christian on anybody, but – if that's what you're going after, it's you kind of you look at yourself in the mirror and say, oh, well, hmm. Because clearly this was just, hey, I need money right away. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, she's hungry, But it just goes to show you, I don't know how things are going in the Ukraine, but I know a portion of it is occupied. Uh, it's the second poorest country in Europe. And uh, they are actually getting into the digital transformation as well. They're getting the smartphones and they're getting on. And uh, I think what I think what was I thought that she might have been real, but she was worried about being surveyed, being the government surveillance over there on on communication devices. Here she is talking to left wing Westerners
0: about getting food and they're asking questions about how it is there. Do you think it was a well by Russia? So it might be a right wing. Backed by right wing situations, it sounds like. like. Why would you even bring up left wing? Why would a motherfucker who's suffering in the Ukraine give a shit if they were left wing or right wing?
1: Very good question.
0: Well, I think
2: I think when it comes to, to like China, like they view us as the left the leftist Westerners, and of course, you know, let's face it. I mean, for as much as Trump has had an influence and in Republican Congress. Uh, this country still is a majority left country
0: in relation to the East. You know, the Far East, China. Sure,
2: sure. <coughs> and any one of those countries,
0: Malaysia. And it's uh, yeah, or, uh, absolutely. You no, know, no, you're 100 percent right. We've and uh, in, in America, and in the Western world in general has always been a driving force in in where the because we have the money that's why you're a driving force not because we have you know and and we we've, we've shown the western culture if we 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 grab something from the eastern culture and try to make it better but we bring it but we bring it more popularity so um, we've always been mm-hmm. kind of i think you know and that actually includes south america it includes parts of africa as well the west has always been the one pushing the envelope in terms of progression and in terms of moving forward now there's only a certain amount of moving forward that parts of our country want. So yeah, it's really progressive and compared to China, but in terms of where the country should be in terms of a lot of things that are allowed, I think we're still not progressive enough, and, but it doesn't help when you have whiny little bitches on, that are disingenuous on the left who criticize people just because.
2: Yeah. Uh, it's just something just some perspective here on the other side of some of the things I've experienced. It's definitely a very different world coming out of this, um, you know, and even with like my own inner, inner circle here, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm missing, missing some, some people. So it, it's just, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's different, but I'm going to roll with it. I, I feel good. Uh, uh, definitely very optimistic about the future for as many things that are happening. I mean, not sure if you guys are aware that it's all star weekend here in Denver mm-hmm. and they're getting the festivities started at the home run Derby. And we had fireworks last weekend but it does seem to be that early this morning it's been released that three men were detained in a hotel just a block away from Coors Field and they had a heavy amount of guns in the hotel room. Well, so, great job right. by the fucking
0: authorities catching them.
2: Sure. So it is believed that, that a possible mass shooting might have been um, intercepted. And actually, this has happened more than once in the last week in Chicago. The maid, it's it's all about the maids. The maids are finding these these things are going in to clean the room. Happened in Chicago too, hotel right on the lakefront, which has become very popular on the on the other side of this in Chicago, which is you know Lake Michigan, Lakeshore Drive, everything going on down there. Just as far as being just people being people, there was uh, looks like there was a mass shooting that was inter- that was intercepted there as well. So it's like where where are we going? You know what what,
0: what could happen? I, I feel like uh,
2: the other shoe is going to drop here a little bit.
0: I'm glad I'm a homebody now, man. Holy cow. <laughs> if you get Let's, killed at summer yeah. camp. I'm going to flip the fuck out. <laughs> you know, I'm almost kind of just like, why don't I just go to summer camp and see
2: everybody. Then I just saw everybody. And now I'm just like, okay, Done. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to start writing software for crypto wallets.
0: That's exactly, dude, this is in some ways a goodbye to the festival vibe for me in terms of being a, a, a skeptic, a, uh, A spectator. I'm not going to festivals probably anymore unless I'm working it as making money there, supporting the show, supporting acts, trying to create part of this community and just push more kindness to the world. But other than that, man, Summer Kansas is the last hurrah. I think it's a great festival for it. Um... It's a fantastic festival for it. It's going to be my 6th one. I think it's pound for pound the best festival every single solitary year they've been doing it. This is the 20th year and it's bedfellowed obviously. They know the anchor. We got Mo and we got Umphreez. It was originally just a Mo festival and then 2006 big. And I don't you were not there. Umfries was for the first time giving given a main event spot on the main stage. Now Mo headlined but we only did one set. Humphreys got two sets at Twilight and then the first main, main set of the night, main stage. And that was a coming out party. Well, just as Twilight was happening, happening, Umphreys McGee dropped. Uh, I just remember this being a little bit high and enjoying myself. And just that this uh, the, the nothing too fancy at Twilight in 2006 summer camp really was like, whoa, this festival is lit. Because I loved Humphreys so much, and they weren't really where they are now. Not even close, actually. And they were still playing the inside of the, of the Stone Pony at this point. So, Humphreys got their opportunity. They took it, and starting the following year, they, clo- they started closing Friday night, and if, not the following year, the year after. By 2008, Umphreys closed Friday nights and basically became co-hosts of the festival. It's in their backyard. They were a Chicago-based band. So for me, having Mo, Umphreys, and all the great bands, Billy Strings, and I don't know if we have the have the lineup, but so many great bands. I, I believe J-Rad's playing. Is J-Rad playing this? Or no? I Actually, I don't think they Yes. Really. They are playing. I believe they are, yes.
2: And actually, so we didn't get into this. So this was just part of our pre-production. They have had the full lineup now has been released. And, and this is somebody who doesn't have a ticket yet, but they have added a second Billy string set and ghost note and ghost note is phenomenal. One of my favorites. It's almost making it worth it right there. This is a band that consists of model. Which is a former uh, bassist for Prince and Sput C. Wright, former drummer of snarky puppy, six time Grammy award winner, Nate worth uh, of snarky puppy is in this band. Um, John Devin Munoz, I don't know his background, but a phenomenal sax player. Check these guys out if you're going to summer camp or check them out. They're going to be at the Ardmore Music Hall in September, and those guys have just been added as one of the uh, last places, last spots taken, I think, before the full uh, lineup has been announced with summer camp.
0: Billy Strings would probably be added to a late night, I would assume. They probably are like, hey, why don't, we're figuring out our late night situation. What do you think? Billy Strings would be a phenomenal late night. If you like bluegrass, because they have the late night in the barn. Um, but usually is very dancey, usually very adrenaline-filled. Um, but and they usually have a nice bluegrass late night for free, right out, you know, about a little bit of ways. I mean, it's a great festival, guys. there's like I think there's like six or seven stages. Uh, and VIP stage is always lit. I mean, this festival is really the best one to go out. We're doing VIP. We're going to set it all up. Kelly Williams, who are you excited to see at Summer Camp Music Festival? Your first go in Chillicothe, Illinois.
1: I'm having a lot of firsts this year. I'm having a first peach, which was uh, phenomenal, and and looking forward to uh, the Summer Camp. Uh, But I'm feeling you on the Summer Camp probably being the last hurrah because, you know, it is a lot of work, and – you know we all have busy lives and it's it's a big chunk of your time and your energy to load up and go so i'm looking forward to the to first the being the last so it has to be the best and looking forward to oh uh, mo and Umfries just and chilling out with some my best friend
0: <laughs> billy strings is gonna be there the wood brothers who i know yes. my wifey loves the wood brothers she actually um really got me into him as well. We saw him at Suwanee back in 2018. Yep. Um, I mean, this lineup is really, really, really terrific. And it always is at Summer Camp Music Festival. And they know how it's done. I mean, and we can say this, and hey, look, full disclosure, Peach Fest has never been logistically run well. Whether Whether it's because, look, it's a very difficult terrain to, to do so, by the way. So give it credit to whoever's trying. But, and I... I don't know if maybe they can't do a better job. Maybe they've done that good of a job, but it, it always seems like a very frustrating time just getting around Peach Fest, whether you're on shit mountain, which is a huge mountain you have to climb up, or whether it's just inconsistent enforcing of certain rules, whether it's people not knowing where you should drive that are working there. Just logistically, Peach is always a disaster. There are rumors that Peach is actually going down to Florida, by the way. We can touch on that in a little bit. But. Uh, for summer camp, much easily much easier managed terrain. I'll give them that, but they've been doing it for 20 years and they are just so good at it and they always have great headlines. The VIP experience is more than worth it. Just if you're a drinker, you'll save you will save your money in booze just <laughs> VIP and Vig, I think you can attest to that.
2: Yes. And also you know, talk about logistics and maybe how other festivals don't, don't meet that expectation. Uh, at Summer Camp, you download the app and you can set alerts. It'll let you know when your band's playing at the what stage and where it is. Uh, there's a map of the grounds, a map is handed out at the beginning. I'm, you know, I'm sure some of the other festivals do something like that, but I don't know about that smart app. Uh, it's definitely a thing that uh, Summer Camp has done for a few years now. And um, also uh, you know, in, a, in the true spirit of summer camp, you can clean up, clean up around the festival and get invited to a special show that has like kind of a mashup of of artists that all came with their, protect, with their particular bands that they play with. Then they all do like a jam session. Um, I think it's actually in the Red Barn um, that's for people
0: who helped clean up. Yeah, it's a great positive vibe at summer camp usually. Now, look, summer camp, like all festivals, does have their seedy group of people. So there are gonna be that. There's still remnants of the all good crowd that go to summer camp. At least then again it might not be. I haven't been there and it'll be nine years. So I'm really getting excited to get reacclimated. I'm hoping that and I'm going to go out of my way to make peace and love with the douche McGee's that inevitably will be all around us. I will do my best. So hopefully they don't listen to the show because I just took a shit all over them. <laughs> We
2: we were doing it. We were doing it sideways today. We did a lot of pluses and minuses. So, hey, we're just not, trying to
0: keep it real on the other side of this. So, oh, absolutely. And I don't mind going off on Douche McGee's. You ruined. You helped ruin the band for us. Fine guys who've been there since day like five. It wasn't day one, but you know. But it's been damn near twenty years. I've been listening to Humphries McGee. So. I know there's probably some dude – I know Lamar Reed, for example, has like 4,265 shows under his belt, and I'm exaggerating. But he's only, been on, he's only been on the train since in the 2010s. These kids right here, we've been checking out Umphreys McGee. We saw them when they still had a van. Mike Mira was still in the band. So we see the all the evolution, and we remember how loving and accepting and cool the, the crowd was. And it's definitely more all about me with a lot of you douche McGee's. And I just want, I encourage you to stop being douche McGee's and be the change that you want to see in the world. But you might not want to see the change in the world because you're entitled little cock.
1: Mm, be nice.
0: Well, maybe Vig shouldn't have stood in that poor woman's way. <laughs> and it fucking sold out show with a fucked up terrain, maybe he, or maybe he should have been like, oh, I'm so very sorry, queen, queen of all venues. Let me move and be really uncomfortable so you don't talk passive aggressively to me calling out your boyfriend for being a pussy.
2: And so that's exactly what happened, really what happened. So, I mean, to try to make this a little bit more fair for me is that it was set break. We were, we were scavenging around for, for some better space we came across some space here. Some of their individuals, their crew, were sitting down, and that the, the particular person I'm talking about was out getting tacos. Of course, of course you were.
1: Because
2: they came have back tacos. to their yeah, so their space. Came back to their space, <laughs> and there were some dudes there. How many, all, does how many times has that happened? How many times like does that happened to
1: your, you? Move your feet, you lose your seat. You know, that's always been the case. At
0: sold out, packed shows. Unless you have somebody holding your spot. Right. You need a tag team. Dude, you know how many times I left at set break, came back, like, I was riding the rail all set. I leave set break. I come back to the first song. Shit's gone. What do you want? We That's how the cookie crumbles. Little cookie crumbler.
2: I could could hear them talking. And what I I thought was so funny is I heard him say. I guess you just have to expect that now. And I'm like, what? Expect, the, I want to turn around and say, what? Expect a sold-out show in a park in
0: downtown Denver? <laughs> General mission? I you guess just you just got to expect, expect being now. cast. You know what? But I will say this, Vic. You could have probably done better. I don't think you were in the wrong whatsoever. But what would have happened if you said to her, excuse me, would you like me to move? Yes, I would. If she'd like, all right, well, you could have just simply asked me. This is a sold-out show. There is no seats. I'll move, but maybe be a little kinder and less passive-aggressive and more of an adult. Thank you. Yeah, not, and then stoop, you just not walk stooping away. Her level.
2: Not stupid to her level. And there was nowhere to walk away. The place was packed.
0: <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean.
2: I, I don't know, man. I feel like I'm backing myself up. I think you're right. I probably could have handled the situation better. She could handle the situation better. I feel like that's been a reoccurring thing in my life lately. And now it's just like, that's the only that's the reason it's leading to any type of drama or any type of static. And honestly, it's not even that bad. And the drama from the Goose show,
0: nobody ever said anything to me the whole time. That's great. Not once. Pussies. God bless the chick who at least came up to us and said, hey, can you turn, can you turn the acoustic version of, which song was it? I think it was Overlap an acoustic version of, of the song Ani DeFranco Overlap. If anyone knows Ani DeFranco, not exactly Megadeth in their prime, okay? <laughs> oh. You know, so. so we're, we're,
1: two o'clock in the afternoon at a festival. Can you turn that down?
2: That is weird. That's really weird. Yeah, two o'clock in the afternoon in the park where, the, where you guys were like in a parking lot pretty much. As yeah. a, from yes. what I could see
0: yes exactly what it was um but hey look they didn't want it and you know what they were nice about it and i could have been like well it's a festival deal with it but i was like all right you know what if we're not entertaining enough or if if, we, if people want to turn it down we turn it down conversely though our neighbors were like hey can you turn up please that's fucking bullshit and play tweezer which we, right, so that's which what we, we, we you, did and
2: we turned it into a we dance have this, that's awesome too. So, yeah you have this you have these cultural changes now that happen. So people are so used to being in their living rooms forever. And they had they could control the value. And if they didn't want to listen to Anita Franco, they didn't have to. Honestly, <laughs> I'd probably be part of that school. But, you know, I mean, it's a festival. There's been plenty of stuff played at festivals for very early in the morning. If we Get ready for summer camp, OK, so that I'm just not uh, that I didn't actually think that um I really liked, but, uh, you know, sometimes there's the Omega
0: moves. (laughs) Well, to, (laughs) that's very true. But to be fair, we weren't just playing on into Franco. That would have been ridiculous if I was sitting there playing all on into Franco." What happened was I put on, I wanted like the live, like the happy, like studio version of overlap. And I played the wrong version. I was like, shit, it's not really the one I wanted, but we were playing strange. Cheese incident. We were playing, uh, bands that were playing peach fest, uh, kind of previewing it and all that. So uh, to be fair, it wasn't just that, but it wasn't any aggressive music by any stretch of the imagination and certainly akin to the festival. But, hey, look, we turned it down. We said no problem because I learned something over the last couple of years is that peace is hard, war is easy. Anybody can be a dick. It doesn't make you ballsy. It doesn't make you cool. It doesn't make you smarter if you're a bigger asshole. I know because I haven't – you will probably be hard-pressed to find a bigger asshole than me (laughs) that you personally know. I had, in terms of how I've acted in my day. So I know because we smell our own. So just keep that in mind. Challenge our, Let's challenge ourselves to rise above that. If we're getting challenged by somebody who's being a passive-aggressive jackass, well, we don't have to stay passive-aggressive. I and mean, we can even add and maybe add – maybe if you said that to her and maybe if you did it in a cool way, it's like, hey, just so you know, if you asked me to move, I would have. And then you could have walked away. That probably would have been the best thing to do.
2: Oh yeah, because I got stink eye. One last stink eye at the end after the show was over, and they were all, everybody was kind of congelating. and we we got out of there because the way that venue is set up, it's just a park. It's just like an art park, and like it's you know right in the middle of the city. So you just disperse out into downtown Denver where the parking everybody was parking parking garages, and it was just like going to be a melee. People are already like jaywalking through the red lights and stuff. I was trying to get out of there. Maybe that's just me getting old. I'm a geriatric millennial, really. I've been reading about the term.
0: <laughs> I don't know, man. I think I finally jumped over to Gen X, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm much more I I vibe with millennials and Gen Zers a lot more than I do people my age. Yeah, and I think in general we vibe with all the generations. Yeah, we can see where every all they're all coming from. I really could. Mm. Boomers are the most annoying. Still. Millennials are the second most annoying. We're not, we're not too far behind. I mean, I watch Facebook. I've been, and I had to, I'm going to have to delete my app because I've been on Facebook too much the last day. And we're whiny too. We're tired, 40 something. You get off fucking Facebook. We really are embarrassing ourselves. Sure. That's what I did. You know, I'm already,
2: we're that generation of self-loathing. We listened to Pearl Jam and Nirvana. That was my (laughs) first concert Stable Arena, November, 1993. Pearl Jam or Nirvana. Nirvana. Please. I know. I said them both, but uh, I think I was I, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was November of. I guess a bunch of people came over from Jersey, as I remember, and it was the In Utero tour. And, yeah, uh, yeah. So I saw Pearl Jam last show at the Spectrum in 2009. uh Bad Religion opened up, and uh, but yeah, back to the uh, that was actually a very formidable concert for a lot of individuals who are who are our age now. Um, they think back to that, and of course that was his last tour before. Before committing suicide, and um, it was actually a very, very grimy album, very dark album, and it's a good one. And they played a lot of music from that album that night, uh, and it was really kind of an interesting show because you, you, if you were stuck up in the rat, up in the seats, you couldn't get down to the floor, but the floor was where the party was going on. Right. People were going nuts. And uh, that, that totally raged. We were trying to get down there, but the bouncers kept like trying to choke people from like coming down. And, Cause the floor ticket was like, where there's already too many people down there. So right. <laughs> it was a very interesting, uh, I just, I think it was a very interesting part of music at that time, uh, November, 1993. Concert, yeah. yeah. So I was, uh, geez, was I a senior in high school? I was, yep. Very early senior in high school, 93 uh, into 94, graduated in 94 from Easton High School, and uh, yeah. And then right around that same time period, not sure if you were into it, but Green Day was coming out with the Dookie album. They were starting to come up in there. I I remember them being a band. I didn't see them inside of the Stone Pony, but Green Day did play the inside of the Stone Pony in the the spring of 1994, uh, where they actually then played over at Lehigh, not at Stabler, but they played at Grace Hall, which was a volleyball uh, gymnasium. (laughs) and Green Day packed it and and blasted off that Dookie album and a bunch of the old ones from Kerplunk and further on in. Interesting part of music, man. I miss those days a lot.
0: instead of me being like, I wonder what went through, you know, Kurt Cobain, this is what I was going to do. You know, Kurt it's Cobain is one of the most talented guys everyone laureled about his suicide, which many people debate, but no one can debate the mark that he left on the music business and the way he changed the landscape and Nirvana changed the landscape. Mm-hmm. You just got to wonder what happened, what went through his mind, his last moments. It was that fucking bullet.
2: (laughs) Yeah.